welcome. I'm Alexander. And I'm a tired Simon. You're a tired Simon. Oh dear. We are still needed in tech though. And <laughs> we, we are. And some of us perhaps more than others. It is episode 33 recorded on February the 13th, 2018. And let's start with your new toy. Let's start with my new toy. But I would like to start by saying that Microsoft last week announced that more employees say they would choose Surface. Surface as in... The oh, the, the Surface Pro. No, the, the Surface line as such. As they opposed to, to laptops. No, no. As Remember now, that's the, your new toy is a Surface laptop. It Surface is. is the brand. Okay, so you mean that pe- more people prefer the Surface brand to what? Cucumber? T- <laughs> uh, I should have read. Asparagus? Probably. No, but what what people are saying is that it, more people than ever before know about Surface and would choose to have a Surface if they were allowed to choose their tool for work. Oh, interesting. So they've asked, oh no, it's actually consumers, which is actually even That was very interesting, considering that is not technically a consumer machine. Yep. So, apparently people want a device that does it all. So, a device that can be used both for work and for personal use. And many of of the people that have replied would prefer a two-in-one device to Surface Pro or the Surface Book compared to... For example, an Apple iPad Pro. So they have gone head-to-head with Apple because everything is compared to Apple MacBook, iPad Pro, um, MacBook Pro, and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so it's interesting. They are really catching up. They are. They are indeed. And I mean, I've, I've had this machine for give or take a week. Yeah, and what machine do you have? I am uh, at the moment working with a um, almost max spec i7 Surface uh, laptop. Yeah. Of what color is it? Silver? Oh, platinum. Platinum. Sorry about that. So yeah, it's a, it's a um, i7 with 512 gigabytes of NV disk. 16 gigs of RAM, and it and is Alcantara. Alcantara, but that's kind of part of the deal. Yeah. But it is, it is hands down the best laptop I've ever had, yep. and I've gone through quite a few. Yeah, I used to have a Dell XPS 9350, which is okay. It's it's a insanely powerful little machine. Yeah, it's it's a decent laptop. The screen is just brilliant. It is touchscreen. Touchscreen, yeah, but. I don't have more than maybe three hours of battery time. Yeah. And that, that that's been horrible from the start. Yes. It has just sucked from the start. Yep. And the drivers, let's not get into the details about the drivers since I hate them. Yeah. And speaking about design, I because I love <coughs> your old laptop as well. Uh-huh. But the poor soul who put the webcam in the bottom left corner yes. of a laptop screen. Yes. That's just horrible especially if you ask the one in focus which the lens focuses on have a beard yeah it's either my beard or the inside of my nose yeah so the inside of my nose have actually spent quite some time in video meetings yeah which is interesting in itself but 
probably another story. Yes. But well, the um the drivers for the Dell was just hilariously bad. No. In the end I switched out the wireless networking card. Yep. For an Intel one. Yep. It cost me thirty bucks and it was the best upgrade I've ever done. Yeah. So that was one of the issues. But with this one I easily have six to seven hours of of actual work. Yeah. Probably more if I just surf the web. Yeah. It is a gorgeous screen. I prefer this screen f- to the Dell, despite this one being slightly uh, with a slightly lower resolution. Yep. Uh, it's a touchscreen. It is, yeah, I, I I love it. What's the brand of the network card in that one? Is it still Broadcom or is it something else? Because it's it's not an Intel, right? In the Surface one? Yeah. I don't know. Because that's actually one of my, one of the downsides, in my opinion, mm-hmm. with the entire Surface line. Right. They, and remember, I'm actually a Surface P seller. I know. Uh, but they, it, they are great machines, but I, I would have preferred to pay an extra $30, as you said, for an Intel wireless network card. Marvel. Yeah. Which, so it, it's... It's obvious that they have a price point to aim at, which I guess every single product developer have. Sure. But they are in some cases saving money and lowering the price point in so many awkward ways. The lesser quality network cards, the the fact that you don't get a real SSD in the Surface Studio. Oh, yeah, yeah. And things like that. Yes. So as I would say, the best, and that's why I prefer the Surface Book and the Surface Pro to the Surface Laptop, because at in the Surface Pro, they they really done it all. It's a great balance of products. Even though I would have preferred an Intel network card, and in the Surface Book they have had such a high price point that they were able to squeeze everything you would like into it. I agree. Um, one of the things that I definitely don't like with this laptop is the fact that I have only one USB port. Yep. That's it. Yep. And that sucks. I'm sorry, it is 2018 and that sucks. Yep. The Dell has two or three plus, uh, two actually, uh, plus one USB-C, yep. which this one doesn't have at all, and an SD card reader. Yeah, which is very useful. But well, it, it, it's it's actually it, that's something many forget. But if you have any kind of camera, it's yes. very useful to have an SD slot. Yes, definitely. But apart from that, and that's in practice, it's a fairly small detail. Yeah. Apart from that, it works just wonderful. I mean, Windows Hello, Hello. <laughs> And then this is so hilarious. For one that has been using the face recognition in Windows Hello for years now, but I know I'm kind of late to the party. But yeah, but, hey, but, I got I brought but it, drinks. That's but that's also my point. When people try this out and see how well it actually works, yes. you won't go back. No, and that's why I my next laptop don't have Windows Hello. It doesn't. No, not a setup book. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're but, going for the behemoth. Yes, but I instead have how many USB ports? That 25? Thing. Kind of. No, I would 
I would hazard a guess and say four, which in itself is pretty is insane on a spec. laptop. I have double Thunderbolt. Thunderbolt? Two USB-C Thunderbolt. Wow. Two USB 3.0, one USB 3.1. Oh, dear. Cool. So that's actually more USB ports than I've had in my last three laptops or devices combined. Well, there you go. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, last time, you stumped me with a question. And you asked, what is missing in Power BI? Yep. And, well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for pretty much ruining my weekend. <laughs> since my brain has been unable to just step away from this. And it also brought me down to uh, an interesting thing in my head. And I, I, I started thinking and I started doing research. And there are some things that I really, really want to see in Power BI. Yep. And the thing is, most of them are actually ideas at the idea.powerbi.com. Yep. So you can actually put in ideas and you get votes on them. And if so it's user voice. It is pretty much user voice, yep. yes. But the one thing that is not in user voice, what I could find, I'm, I'll, I'll dig deeper, is the ability to embed Power BI into Office. There is an old third-party embed thingy that doesn't work to put Power BI into um, Word or PowerPoint. You can easily do this in Sway. Could you, but you, you have to be able to do it in Excel. No. Nope. You can't. No. Nope. You can use hmm. Power Pivot yep. and stuff like that, but not, not Power BI uh, tiles, hmm. which is what I want in a Word document or a, a PowerPoint or whatever. And that, that's, that bugs me. It should be fairly simple to do. Then I would like to see incremental data loads. As it is now, you can only load a full data set. That's a shame. It is a shame, but this is, it's on the docket. It's going to happen. They've started yep. working with it. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. So what would be the challenge of that? Oh, I don't know exactly how the loading works since it is a pretty much a bulk load yep. thing you take data and, and put it into a um, an in-memory storage engine i would have to guess that you're going to need whatever you you're going to need for any incremental loading strategy that is some kind of watermark to yep. to point out you should load this so it's it's probably just to implement some kind of um, watermark system yep. inbuilt into Power BI. And I think it is way easier to talk about it than it is to actually implement it. But yep. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. Yep. I would love to see external user Power Query. Explain, please. As it stands now, we have Power Query and we have DAX. Yep. DAX is the language for measures and data analysis, and Power Query is the, the language of data wrangling. Yep. Or pretty much how to force a square thing into a round <laughs> hole. 
<laughs> Power Query is exceptionally good at this. You can see Power Query as technically a bit of a SQL Server in integration service is light. Yep. It is so easy to do so advanced stuff with it. I would love to have this as a standalone component so that I could use it in SQL Server. Um, okay, yep. And I don't think this would be that hard to actually do um, since the engine is there. Yep. It is just a question of, of having another input-output pipeline. Yep. So that's that's something I would love. Then, of course, I would love to have a Power BI report as a data set so I yep. can build on an already created report that was sort of kind of implemented last summer but still not entirely as a, a data source yep and so on and so forth i i could go on for for a lot of time but it is important to remember that power bi is already a very mature platform yeah it is an amazing product i love it to death and i'd like to spend more time working with it because we can't put any more time on it in this podcast because then it will be a Power BI podcast. Which would not necessarily be a bad thing, <laughs> but I, I hear you. So, moving on to old things. Old things, he says. Yep. Yesterday, Microsoft announced, or I don't even know why I state it's Microsoft, but anyways... Windows Defender ATP support for Windows 7 and 8.1. That's pretty important. It is. Because that will be... So they are actually announcing Windows Defender ATP down-level support for Windows 7 SP1 and Windows 8.1. Mm -hmm. Which, in a way, makes sense. Because if you pay for ATP mm -hmm. and don't use it for your old machines, you won't get the overview that you've paid for first off. Neither you get the overview and neither you're going to get the uh, this protection. Exactly. Uh, and remember that today ATP isn't about protection as such. It's a way for you to take action on an ongoing or a, a threat that has been starting to make havoc in your no, environment. Okay. So it, it today it's a reporting tool to really minimize what it does. All right. But you won't be able to do anything active to prevent it, but it's a way for you to see what's happening, what did it do, what devices did it affect, and so on. All right. So it makes sense. I guess this is a way to both get a broader security scope, but also get organizations who are currently migrating to Windows 10 to pay for an E5 Windows license for their entire state faster. Right. Yeah. So, of course, it's all about the money. Yeah, of course. But it makes total sense. I like it. And as they say, th this will only be supported for the lifetime of uh, Windows 7 and 8.1, of course. Um, but we now have support for Windows 10, Windows Server 2012 R2, Server 2016, Windows 7, Windows 8.1, and through partner integrations, also non-Windows devices. Really? Yep. They have integrations for... Such uh, as iOS? No, uh, yes, I believe so as well, but especially Linux, Unix... Chromebooks? No, I don't think so. Huh, okay. The only thing that ever had an integration with Chromebooks is still AirWatch. 
Oh, right, right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. So that's It might great. be kind of old, but it's important stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, what... If, if you look at the world today, what are hackers and other bad guys targeting? It's not Windows 10. No, it's easier to, to hack the old stuff. Yeah. And especially if it hasn't been patched for a while. Yeah, exactly. Oh, speaking of patching, we both went to a rather interesting session at Nick, where the guy... Can't remember his name. He used to work for the U.S. Air Force with um, cyber and, and hacking and stuff. He he had an interesting uh, session about using PowerShell for uh, intrusion yep. detection and and such. I'll find his name. Sure. Um, he he said something that kind of resonated with me, and he said you might want to consider your network compromised at all times. Yeah. And act accordingly. Yep. And that was, it is obvious when he says it, but uh, it kind of sparked some ideas in, in my head and changed a bit my view on cybersecurity. It was very, very useful. Jared Atkinson. Jared Atkinson, that is quite correct. Yep. Yeah, that, that was a good session. Uh, like, usually when I attend session like his, I feel extremely stupid. You do? <laughs> Yep. <laughs> okay. I want to hear this. I, I get half of what he says, but that's also the point. You need to be up to date. There are so many things he showed that you can do and the tools that are easily available for everyone to use. They're out there. You need to protect yourself from them. If it is this easy to hack your system, yeah. you might want to keep that in mind. That is that is a good point. Yep. Top tip. And as far as I'm aware, the recordings will be out shortly. Oh, Nick. cool. Uh, so you will be able to catch up on the sessions later on. They, the slides and demos are available at GitHub. Yes, that is true. I, uh, I chickened out and sent them an email. I didn't do the, the Git. I learned how to do it. Good boy. And it worked. I'm happy to hear it. As far no, as I'm aware. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to dig into git yeah sooner rather than later all right oh um you know the t sequel tuesday yep t sequel tuesday number 99 oh this has been going on since 2009 yep it is hosted by aaron bertrand one of the uh, pillars of the sql server community i yep. must say and this one was uh, it was rather interesting it was called Dealer's Choice. And the idea this month is to showcase something that has nothing to do with your professional side. Yep. So if you have some special interests, such as uh, penguins. One of the penguins, or in, in Aaron's uh, examples, uh, toilet seat art. What? Uh, I have no idea where he <laughs> got that one from. But um, so it, it was basically write a blog post talking about one of your uh, passions. Yep. And, of course, I had to do an expose on my Star Wars passion. Of course. Of course. And my um, involvement with the 501st Legion, Star Wars costuming organization, charity 
droid building and stuff. So check out my blog for my contribution to this month's T-Sequel Saturday. T-Sequel Tuesday. <laughs> so many days. <laughs> and the thing like we discussed previously, not all sequel Saturdays are on a Saturday. Oh God, no. No, no, no. I mean, we have sequel Saturdays on Fridays and Thursdays. So in Israel, is it Thursday? It has to be. Israel will be Thursday, correct. Yep. yep. Uh, I just want to give a quick... I had my Voss tip of the day yesterday, mm-hmm. following up on a discussion with David Desneves. And there's actually a short link, which I happen to lost, uh, aka.ms slash... Voss IT Pro, mm-hmm. which gathers all the Microsoft information on how you, as an IT Pro, should handle Windows as a service. So it's a useful tool. It will be getting an update soon, but there are plenty of resources to use. Um, yep, so aka.ms slash Voss IT Pro. Cool. I'll add a link to that one. Yep. Uh, but you get what is it? Why? How do you prepare your organization? Prerequisites, Windows Analytics, anything you could possibly want. Cool. Yep. That is quite useful. Yep. And if you happen to visit the Tech Summit in Frankfurt, mm-hmm. it was, go and catch David's session on it. Yeah. Yes, Frankfurt. Frankfurt. Frankfurt, end of next week. Oh, there you go. Yep. So what is what is going to happen in the weeks to to come? I'll, I'm currently working on a quite large Windows as a Service project, implementing the process, the technology, anything. Right. So hopefully that will end up in a bunch of blog posts. Next week I'm heading over to Glasgow. You are. For two user groups. Mm-hmm. And hopefully I'll be doing a webinar with a third Scottish user group the week after that. Right. Uh, looking ahead, I, I'm i also going I'm going to Redmond in the middle of March. Yes, you are. That for, is very exciting. Yeah, for a customer connection event with Microsoft and the Config Manager and Intune team. Mm. That will be super fun. I haven't been to Seattle Bellevue, oh, Redmond, no, and so right. yet. So, and I saw the the Sarah who's organizing one of the user groups I'm speaking at is now a cloud solution architect with Microsoft. Oh, there you go. And she went there last week for the cloud architects bootcamp and brought home some quite awesome t-shirts. Oh, remind me again, how many t-shirts do you have? Too many. Ah, just checking. Yep. If you ask my wife, it's an even higher number. Oh, yep. so there is a higher number than too many. too many. Yes. That has to be some kind of overflow error. It has to be. Right. Yeah, so what I, I, I'm trying to, I will be trying to do a good database joke now. This is going to be awesome. Go ahead. Yeah, so my closet table is quite full. <sighs> Yeah, moving on. Yep, sorry. No. Bad sequel jokes, that's the name of... uh, Yes. You have to do one now. Do you have a good sequel joke? No. (laughs) Null. Null. (laughs) 
That is actually fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bad sequel jokes it is. Oh, God. <laughs> yep, uh, that's it for me. And you are flying to Reykjavik. I am in uh, the beginning of March. Yep. I will be going to Reykjavik, which is pretty interesting. And um, I've I've been doing some research. Oh. How do you get around in Reykjavik? Well, the answer is not easily. <laughs> well, it, it, the city has a fairly robust uh, bus network. Yep. But... I'm kind of used to being able to go almost anywhere in the world, as in the Western world, <laughs> and read and understand what's on the science and stuff like that. Yep. But not so much in 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 Iceland. No Icelandic for you who believe that everyone in the Nordics speak the same language. They do. English. <laughs> Good point. Yes. But we don't understand each other. <laughs> no. But the, it turns out that uh, the people of Iceland are usually very good at English. Yeah. So bus is the way to go since taxis are hilariously expensive. Yeah. As in four, easily four times what you would expect in the US or two, three times in here in Sweden. Hmm. They, they they say that it's going to be around 1500 Swedish krona to take a taxi cab for 40 minutes going from the airport to oh. to the city. I might need to pay around 300 Swedish krona for a bus ticket for a round trip. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. And it's going to transfer all the way to my hotel. Yep. Speaking of which, hotels are fairly expensive. Yep. I'm paying a lot of money for a single room with... No bathroom. It is a shared bathroom. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting to go to Reykjavik. Then, I pretty much just come home, switch out my dirty laundry, and go to Belgium yep. for IT Proud. That's great. That's going to be interesting. And then I do it uh, pretty much all again and go to Finland for Tech Days Finland. Yep. Which uh, will be uh, shared with the... Um, Always fun people, Jimmy and Jessica. Yep. And you're going to be home, sulking. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. Yeah. That's what's in it. So you have a hectic March, especially. March is going to be very hectic. And then, well, we haven't seen exactly what's going to happen in, in April, but I have some things lined up. And of course, we have Tech Summit in Stockholm. Yep. We, do. we are not speaking. No. I haven't actually heard about external speakers at all at Tech Summit. No, neither have I. I'm, I'm, I don't know exactly what's going on with that event. But there are plenty of sessions and quite a few real interesting ones. The, the agenda, or at least the talks are up. Yeah, I saw that. And yeah. as, as you say, they are interesting. Yeah, and, and from what I've heard from, from the UK and so on, they, people have been happy with the conference. Cool. As such, yeah. Well, that works. And of course, on April 21st, we have the Global Azure Bootcamp. We do. Which we can't plug enough since we're doing it in Linshopping. Yeah. And if you want to be a speaker in yeah. Linshopping, yes, you're you more should. Than welcome. We have a, a sessionize page up. So just 
do a shout out to us and add your session. And if you never have been speaking publicly in that way previously, just let us know and we will be happy to coach you. Yes, just like we did for the new people at Svetog. Yeah. Did you hear about that? It turned out amazingly good. Yes. I mean, all of the speakers did an amazing job. Yep. Some of them had technical issues, yep. which they took entirely in stride. Yep. One of the guys who is a first-time presenter is also a skydiving instructor. Yep. And he, he cracked a joke. Yep. He just said, yes, uh, let's just say that it is a good thing that this is tech and not skydiving. Yep. Which is a good point. You usually don't want your tube no. to fall off. Exactly. Better to have technical difficulties presenting than skydiving. That is a very good point. But I also saw that they actually made a new record for the highest fall or jump without using a parachute now. 30,000 feet. Wait, what? Yes. Okay. So the crazy guy, of course, yeah. jumps out of an airplane uh-huh. without a parachute and lands in a humongous net. 30,000 feet later. That's interesting. I would not do it myself. No. <laughs> then again, I've, I've never jumped out of a fully working aircraft either. I prefer to fly the darn thing. Yes. <sighs> but, well, I'll try anything once, they said. And, <laughs> and may- maybe skydiving ma- should be something. Maybe I should do skydiving for my 40th birthday. <laughs> My my wife's been been asking me what do you want for your fortieth birthday, and I said I don't know. Not I have no idea. Oh, well, now, now we're getting out of line. Sidetracked? Yes. You think? Yes. Okay. Well, it is actually time to end the show. So <laughs> Thank it was a god <laughs> surprisingly good timing. Well, we will be back uh, probably next week yep. or as soon as we can. Yep. Thank you very much for listening, and have a good one. Bye. Bye.